Should you ever set foot outside of the motel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow, now streaming on Paramount Plus, only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan. Good morning. It's Thursday, October 1st, and you're listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. October, wow, we made it. We're still playing football. It's going to be a great month. So, today on the College Football Daily, we're actually going to listen in on a simple phone interview between Chris Hummer, who you know well, National College Football Writer for 24 7 Sports, and another Chris, Chris Fowler, slightly more famous, former college game day host who's risen to the top and now does play-by-play for the ABC Saturday Night Football Game of the Week. Also calls one playoff semifinal a year as well as a college football playoff national championship along with, of course, Kirk Herbstreit. So interviews like this happen time to time for the college media. What happens is someone from a PR branch reaches out to the reporter, says, would you like to talk to a uh, Chris Fowler or whoever, they have something to plug. And in this case, it's Chris Fowler is a spokesman now for Dos Equis. Uh, maybe he's the most interesting college football broadcaster in the world. Um, and, and he'd like to plug that, but he also has 10 to 15 minutes to talk college football with you. So we were like, yeah, sure. Of course. Like we'll take a plug and we'll, we'll, we'll let him plug whatever. And we'll also like talk to Chris about, can the PAC 12 get a team in the playoff? Chris is a Colorado guy. He's a Pac-12 follower. He's not so sure that's going to happen this year. Chris is going to talk to Chris about his role with Kirk Herbstreit as a college football institution who has helped bring a little bit of normalcy back into our Saturday nights this season. And Chris is also going to press Chris on the chance that those guys are going to jump to the NFL. Fingers crossed they don't because they're great for college football. So, We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to get to the interview between Chris Hummer and Chris Fowler. The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. But anyway, I'm going to hop right into it. I know you're a busy guy, so I really appreciate you uh, taking the time again. Um, I'm just wondering, it's been kind of a crazy season so far. What are your early takeaways and a year where it seems like anything could happen? You got it right, man. Crazy with a capital C. I, I was expecting the unexpected. I thought we'd have a lot of results that were really surprising based on all the variables, the things we'd never experienced before the offseason. But man, the way this season started on Saturday, I'm just watching all these games unfold just wide-eyed and i i think that it's a, it's a sign of things to come buckle up it's going to be an unpredictable season um players and coaching staffs have to be ready there's no soft tune-up games you jump right in if you lose a game the importance is magnified because the season is shorter if you're a playoff contending team you better not stumble we've seen oklahoma already stumble i think they're 
there's serious urgency there. If they're not out of it, they're very close to being out of it. And and that's what you know the Texas game, for example, rallying from from two touchdowns down in the last three minutes, winning it in overtime. That has even more importance than it than it would normally. You know, LSU losing early. We we saw some crazy stuff on Saturday, and I think we're going to see a lot more of it. Yeah, no doubt. It's been a wild start from it's been wild from the beginning, and I'm sure it's only going to get crazier. But um, this might be too early for you. But what are your college football prediction, college football playoff predictions at this juncture? It's hard because the Big Ten hasn't started and won't for a little while. Ohio State certainly is a playoff contending team. Penn State believes it is too. Wisconsin, Michigan would like to think so. Um, if the Big Ten has the kind of season you'd expect, they're going to get one of the spots of the playoff. That's pretty much been the formula. Um, we're, we're getting a glimpse at the SEC. Um, the Pac-12, really, to me, it's going to be tough convincing the committee that seven games is enough to get in. But Oregon would, would certainly start the season out there as the favorite when they get going early November. If they can run the table and, and win seven games convincingly, they can be in the conversation. Hard to imagine Clemson not being in the conversation. But I think it's going to be really tough, honestly, Chris, for the committee. They're going to have to be more, that's more subjective than ever. And they've been criticized for that in the past. But you're not going to have the data that you usually have as much of it. And so I think teams better understand that, you know, what's called style points, which is really just winning the games convincingly, playing to your own standard when you face an overmatched opponent, that's more important than ever. You better be ready to go. You better play your best because you're going to be judged, I think, more harshly than ever, if that's the word. You're just going to have to put your best work on the field as often as you possibly can. No doubt. I'm sure the committee is going to have a tough time with everybody yelling at them in a couple of weeks. Cause I wouldn't want that job. I would not want that job, man. Not this year. <laughs> as good as the spread is for them on Saturdays, it's usually worth it, but maybe not anymore. <laughs> it's going to um, be hard. It's going to be really difficult. Yeah, no doubt. I feel Bill Hancock's got a tough job and so does, um, anyway, but, um, so this is going to sound a little corny and I apologize in advance, but I'm wondering if you've had a chance to think about, you're in Kirk's role during this pandemic. Um, y'all are college football institutions at this point. Um, what do you think the familiarity of hearing y'all on the call does for college football fans every Saturday, kind of during a tough time for everyone? Oh, that's hard to answer from our perspective. The feedback's been really nice. It's very flattering to be considered um, important in terms of normalcy for people. And I think that the, the sport of football is what's important. Getting back to you know, having football on the field making the connections that you make that, that are built up over the years. College football, to me, is unique in that respect. It's such a social sport. It, it, it's so important to so many people. The fact that we're lucky enough to be able to broadcast the biggest games means that we're sort of in their living room, and we consider that a, a complete privilege. And, and sometimes you got to pinch yourself. So when people say those kinds of things, it, it really reflects how important the sport is to them and their teams are to them. And and it's fun for us. I don't know that we view it as a responsibility. I think we're just we're just grateful every day. This is what we get to do. We've got to adapt to our conditions are different. But hey, that's that's life this year for everybody in a lot more important ways than broadcasting football. So we just take it as a challenge and, and do the best we can and, and and have maybe an extra level of gratitude for being able to do this on, on Saturdays because, um, you know, so many people out there are struggling. No. Well, I'm, I'm kind of wondering, speaking of getting to do what y'all have to do, y'all were in the Monday night with a couple weeks ago. Um, what's your kind of main takeaway from your experience going to Monday night football game? A surreal experience. I had just come out of the U.S. Open bubble for 14 yeah. games, uh, 14 days calling tennis matches, two a day. And then we go across the river to Jersey 
We'd never done an NFL game before. Um, preparation was not ideal, but it was fun. It, it was really interesting. I mean, there's a there's a big difference. It's too much uh, to get into really here on, on the difference between calling college and the NFL. But it was kind of surreal to talk about Big Ben throwing a touchdown pass. A lot of the younger guys we remember very well from calling their college yeah. games. You know, Juju and Saquon and guys like that. But Big Ben, he's been around for 17 years in the NFL. It was kind of cool to, to describe him throwing a touchdown pass. And, and you know, I, I mean, I get back to college, which is kind of what we've enjoyed doing. It's the main thing. I've got 32 years in college football, so certainly very happy there. But it was, it was a fun experience to have for, for one Monday night. And probably not a lot of Miami, Ohio, when you're scheduled 20 years ago when Big Ben was around, was it? No, but there was a there was a MAC championship game that he played in. That I think Kirk, we were I remember that game and we were laughing about it with him in the in the buildup to this game. But but no, it was uh, I, I think of him in a, in a, in a black and, and a gold uniform more than a Miami, Ohio uniform. No, no, I think we all do at this point. He's kind of earned it. Um, last thing before I get to your uh, partnership with Dos Equis, but um, can you? Um, is a full-time stint as an NFL announcer something you've ever considered after kind of that Monday night experience? Like, how are you looking at your future following that game? Well, well I, I don't really look at the at the future in an abstract way. I mean, I've always wanted to do college football. I fell in love with college football. The very first game that I saw in person in 1974, it was like a lightning bolt moment for me. And, and to be able to do it for this long in different capacities, um, it really is a dream. We get to call the college Super Bowl every year, plus the semifinal, the Rose Bowl. Uh, great games every week. So I'm I'm really happy doing what I'm doing. I mean, I like football. I'm a huge NFL fan. Watch the game last night. Watch every Sunday. But I mean, right now, you know, this is this is what I'm doing and I'm loving it. And I'm definitely not looking for a change. I mean, I think that, you know, I, I've chosen college football for a reason for a long time and, and just you know, getting very grateful to do what I'm doing. How long can you and Kirk work together? Basically forever. I think the college football <laughs> people are asking. Man, forever is a long time. But 25 years is a long time. It went through 25 years, 25 seasons together. Think about that. I don't, I don't know if anybody else has got a streak like that going between Thursdays and, and game day and, and now the booth. Um, it's fun. The chemistry comes in handy when you're in different cities like we were last Saturday. No doubt about that. It was weird. Um, and before I let you go, can you tell me a little bit about your uh, partnership with Dos Equis And does this make you the most interesting announcer in the world? Oh, I don't know about that. I mean, I, I try to be interesting. I, I do a lot of interesting things away from my job, but I, I'm, I'm flattered to be involved with that company because they're a very important sponsor for the sport. And you, we need sponsors more than ever right now. And I think they've come up with a fun idea here. Look, it, what's missing is the fan experience, the tailgate experience. If you can't be at the stadium, it, it's difficult. If you, if you can, but you can't tailgate. Uh, Dos Equis, the idea is you can tailgate anything, anywhere. And they have a most interesting set of tailgate tools the, the six-foot or six-foot long cooler, which allows you to put a lot of beer in there and but keep your distance. they got a cooler that turns into a cornhole – I mean, a, a grill that turns into a cornhole game. And if you text SOS for Save Our Saturdays to 77000, you can register to win. I, it's just a fun experience. It's, it's very much in tune with the times to try to save our Saturdays and, and still have that social experience even when you can't have it outside of a stadium. So it's, I think it's a fun contest. Yeah, I'm sure coaches out there really appreciate the versatility of Dos Equis when they're thinking about having to play shorthand <laughs> on Saturdays. But anyway, um, Chris, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Stay well. Okay, that's going to do it for today's episode of the College Football Daily. Thanks to Chris Hammer for carrying the heavy lifting today. Uh, thanks to our producer, Tony Levitt, for putting this thing together. My name is Trey Scott. We will be back on Friday for the next edition of the College Football Daily with a preview of Week 5 
Another great week coming up in college football. on Paramount Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. To the can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and fifteen thousand dollars a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.